Welcome to the Cinema Chatter Podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Crystal. And each and every month we try to either have a discussion, watch a movie to review it, or... Just talk about one in general. Just, nor, yeah, try to do commentary with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lovely stuff. Yep. Uh, this month is March, and coming yes. out this month is none other than Godzilla vs. Kong. March Madness. March m- March Monster Movie Madness. Oh. And we have already recorded for Godzilla uh, 2014 and have already released the film, uh, the review for that film. So if you want to check that out, go ahead and, and listen to it. It is already out and available on wherever you can get your podcasts. Today we are reviewing none other than the next movie in the MonsterVerse franchise, Kong Skull Island, which in my opinion, I'm just going to start and say, I thought this movie did a little bit of a better job um, as far as being very entertaining and monster madness related uh, related, (laughs) uh, than the first installment, which was Godzilla. Yeah. Just my opinion. Oh, yeah. And we'll get more into that. So why don't we already go ahead and just start off by saying our positives about the movie after rewatching it today. Lovely stuff. I did like, one of the things I did like was that it started off with um, basically the two men falling from the sky, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and for us, you know, we don't necessarily know what's going on. We just see one guy. Well, actually, um, when we start off, it, we see the opening credits um, oh, yes. a little bit lighter uh different different take of the opening credits than the uh well they were the opening logos i should (laughs) say uh for the wb the legendary pictures but we hear all we hear is gunfire yes which we would find out would be airplane gunfire yes because it was taking place during 1944 during world war ii yes we hear um what was the character's name again hank Hank. We have Hank and um, the Japanese soldier, I believe his name was Gunpei. It doesn't, Gunpei. Gunpei, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've fallen and they are now fighting. They're stranded slash fighting. They're stranded slash fighting in an unknown charted island that has not been yet discovered by man. They're still chasing each other. And they're chasing each other down and, oh, wait, what happens? <gasps> Kong interrupts their fight. Yeah, we already get Kong within the first few minutes of the movie, which already was a better job than making us wait of I don't know how long for Godzilla to show up. I don't know, but definitely as soon as Gunpei was about ready to deliver the final blow, yes, Kong did show up, and I liked the transition they did with His, um, the eye. Yeah, the eye. There are a lot of eye shots, a lot yes. of things that uh, the director decided to go with with the eye shots. Yes. And the eyes telling the story kind of Yes, thing. and then it moves on into the actual opening, opening credits, credits, which does feel a little bit more like they did back in... Um, the in, first one. The first in Godzilla 2014. Uh, that aesthetic feel and I, I'm going to say this already uh, <laughs> because I'm going to definitely do it for a future commentary track it is hilarious <laughs> um, but uh, John Goodman's character um, Bill Randa says mark my words there will never be a more screwed up time in Washington and this is during v- the Vietnam War Yes. and there's protests happening outside and I'm like oh buddy 
You haven't gotten to 2021 yet. <laughs> 2022, 2021, well, yeah. Well, no, to 2021. Yeah. Because that's when we had our little debacle at the at the White House. <laughs> yes. And anyway, but we won't get into politics here. So, so yeah, after we figure out that Monarch is being um, shut down per se. Or um, about to be shut down or losing. They have no yeah, more money. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and pretty much they try to um, talk to this one guy about um, piggybacking on this A other mission. Yeah, yeah, another this mission. Other mission. Um, and he was just like, oh, no, no, no. And then finally he's like, okay. It's my last favor. Yeah, 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 and then they're gonna go to the island. Yes. So, what exactly does this prove? Like, what? Where are we going on about? Because we were talking about positives. Yeah. Um. The basically the positive of this whole opening scene is just it instantly hooked me. It instantly hooks you, because we're still establishing, you know, mm-hmm. monarch as it yeah. is when it was. Um, back by nineteen seventy three. Yes. Versus when we got to see them in. 2014 that um yes i'm assuming that's when it actually took place for the events of godzilla i believe so yes we already got i already liked the the star because john goodman of is a phenomenal actor and he has one of those voices that just instantly hooks you Mm -hmm. and i do like the guy who's playing brooks yes and we also see in that opening scene we see the um the design of the overall look for Skull Island. Yeah. And... That was I, pretty cool. Oh, that yeah. Was, no, I like how I, the whole island looked like a different kind of skull. Uh, we've seen Skull Island depicted in different ways from the yeah. original King Kong movie. Yeah. Uh, the King Kong remake by Peter Jackson from 2005. I really disliked the way it looked. Yes. It was, def- it was definitely really cool. I did like the way they did that. Um... But yeah, they were able to piggyback on the mission, and then we actually we don't need to go through the whole plot, Crystal. Again, that's for commentary tracks. I How many times do I have to tell you this? I can't help it. Uh, we don't need to tell them the whole dang movie. <laughs> that's for future commentary tracks. I right know, now, we're focusing on the good stuff. What okay. Other good stuff. Um, did you enjoy from the movie? Other performances. We obviously love, of course. Uh, as soon as I heard Tom Hiddleston was going to be in the movie, he's like, ooh, this is going to be good. Oh, yes. Good. I love and Tom of course, Hiddleston's character. And, of course, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. So here's one thing that I love, and this is, again, focusing on the positives of the movie. This, I know, it feels kind of harsh to say, but I think the cast of this movie and the way the characters were written was a lot better and more well executed than when we got um, from Godzilla 2014. Yeah. We had Brian Cranston, who was phenomenal in that, but they killed him off way too soon. Yeah, they did. Um, and then we had we had Ken Watanabe, and then we had, um, what was her name, Hawkins something, maybe Hawkins? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, again, sorry, I can't remember the name. Names <laughs> all too well, but that was just the cast. The overall cast of 2014's Godzilla just wasn't as captivating as a lot of the characters we got here. Mm-hmm. I know this isn't a comparison video, but <laughs> I'm just saying, um, as far as the the characters, um, John John Riley, I think is the mm-hmm. actor's name, the guy who plays Marlo. Yeah, um, <laughs> was very entertaining. Uh, 
I really enjoyed his performance in this as yes. well. Uh, he, you know, the fact that he was stuck there t- for 28 years. Yeah. And, you know, he was able to tell the story for the Ewees. Yes. Uh, for us. And speaking of that, let's go ahead and talk about the other positive that we really liked. Soundtrack. Is not the soundtrack, no. No? Not the soundtrack. What do you think I'm going on about? Focus, dang woman. <laughs> the design of the film. Oh, yeah. You know, the design, the, design, the different designs, the, the amount of detail in this movie. And the fact that they filmed on location in Vietnam. Yes. It was definitely very interesting. And um, a part that wasn't hasn't been filmed like this in before. No. Uh, but yeah, no, it's such a beautiful, like I said in the last movie, beautiful shots, beautiful work and detail. Uh, the amount of detail on Kong. Heck, didn't you oh, write yeah. one of you, when we were doing this? We were writing one of the notes. What are the details? What was one of the details you really liked? Uh, uh, I think well, you got it written to... here. Check your notes, Crystal. <laughs> Check your dang notes. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, up. You go oh, up. It was up further. Check mm-hmm. your dang notes. Well, I just like how they did the ref- the Kong's reflection, like originally when they opened up with. In the knife, you know, and mm-hmm. then transferred to do did like the eye shot. Yeah, the eye. Yeah, no, the like they went from the knife or the sword blade. Yeah. Um, reflection on Khan, to I believe it was um, Marlo's eye that they went into next to seeing yeah. Kong in there. Yeah. And then cutting to the opening title shot. Yeah. But yeah, again, the amount of detail that we see and a lot of the creatures too. Oh god! They just look—they look so good. Oh my goodness, yes, and definitely the cinematography showing Kong. Of course, yep. Let's go with some of the favorite scenes. Oh goodness! The I mean, again, this is one thing that was really great about this movie. We didn't have to wait too long for Kong to show up. We got to see an amazing opening scene with him. Mm-hmm. Um, taking out the choppers. Yes. The choppers was such a fun scene because it reminded me of the Kong versus the airplanes from the original King Kong of 1933. Except yeah. this time he gets to win and he's not on top of the Empire State Building. Pretty much. He took them all out. He and, still took damage though. But. Uh, yeah, he did. And you know, and there was like a childlike thing. It's like, ow, what was this? Because yeah. when he got hit with a chopper blade, he's like, ow. Yeah. The heck was that? <laughs> Never seen anything like this before. So yeah, um, I definitely liked when they um, traveled through the storm to get to. Oh the island. yes, and the good uh, Samuel L. Jackson telling a good story. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Pass the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, to help them get through the storm yeah. part that was getting them through. Oh yeah. Like I said, the characters in this one are a lot more interesting. Um, Packard, uh, Samuel L. Jens, Jackson's character, uh, actually plays a really good human villain, and it ties to the War of Vietnam, you know? A lot mm-hmm. of people who fought in Nam, at least from a lot of what films depict, mm-hmm. or whatever TV picks, like yeah. if you, like that 70s show, yeah. uh, you'll, you know, people say, we, ne- we didn't lose the war, we abandoned it, mm-hmm. and all that, so... Uh, this actually was, I think this was the first film I was ever exposed to Brie Larson. This is, I think, the first time I've ever seen her on film when we first watched this. Yeah. And I really enjoyed her. Sure. I don't know why she gets so much hate, but... Don't know. I think she did a great job with her character here. I, I think they did a really good job of showing Kong's intelligence. 
Oh, well, of course, yeah. Even though being a child, per se. Well, I mean, he's still young, and that's one thing that I liked about with Marlo that also helps lead up to what's going to happen in Kong versus... I'm sorry, Godzilla versus Kong, is when he says, Kong's still still growing. You better hope he does. Yeah. (laughs) Because they were talking about the big scroll crawlers. Yeah. But he's still growing, and that's a very important line because a lot of people, when we heard we were going to eventually get Kong versus... Godzilla versus Kong... Uh, the thing was, well, Kong's still too small. Well, he's going to grow. And this was taking place in 1973. So if it leads up to... I got to look. I think it says... The the details for Godzilla versus Kong say how many years um, after the events of Godzilla, King of the Monsters take place. I think it said five years after that. I think think that's what it said. It's at least... Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Basic math. On top of my head, nineteen seventy-three, to if the events of Kong as of of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, was in twenty nineteen for sure, then if it's five years after that, that would technically this next movie takes place in the year twenty twenty-four, because that's five years after twenty nineteen. Yeah. If that's when that movie took place. So let's see. 1973 minus 2024, that's got to be, what? <laughs> Let's see. 83, 93, 03, 13. So about 50 years. Ish. About 50 years there. So he's aged 50 years. So he has had that much time to grow. And as you'll see in the trailer, he's about as tall as Godzilla. So he's ready to fight. So this will be a very interesting. Is it 20? Yes, 2024. I'm, don't question me. It's about 51 years. I know no, what I'm talking about. I'm smart. <laughs> I know you are. I like to do Even the Even though the too. audience could hear me counting out loud. But anywho. Um, definitely like the um, design of the skull crawlers. Oh, yeah. The skull crawlers were a very cool, unique new kaiju that we got out of it. Uh, I think as far as between... Um, what we've gotten so far from this universe, the Mudo and the Skullcrawlers. I really think I like the Skullcrawlers a little bit more. Oh, yeah. They're just really cool, and the way they eat and just the way they're designed, it's just different and unique. Mm. It's something I haven't seen before. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely love the Skullcrawlers. There's a lot of good things about this movie. Oh, yeah, and especially when... um Hank takes, like, the group to the natives, and they see along one of them's like, yeah. that's what's keep calling out, you and know? Like, no, that's for something else. And that's when we, that's actually the first time we get introduced to the skull crawlers, mm-hmm. was through that. And I like the way, the design they chose of how, you know, ancient paintings, and the way the stones line up to yeah. form a picture. I thought, ooh, that's really interesting and different. And mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the story in this movie is so good. The designing. I could go on and on, honestly. Um, What else did you have for positive points? What else did you have written down? Um, Well, let me check my notes. Yeah, check your notes while I think. When he does the stance, you know, like... uh, Oh, you mean the girl, like, basically... uh, Oh, for when they take him... When Packard and his group take him on. Mm -hmm. And the moonlight. Yes. 
yeah, some of my favorite shots of this are Kong blocking out things or being or behind like so the sun shot with him standing and eclipsing the the sun was the helicopter's head towards him. Mm-hmm. And then of course the moonshot with him, you know, beating his chest ready to take him on. Yes. Uh, you said we got to see Kong's intelligence. Yes. Uh, we do see that a lot. Uh, this and this is one thing that people always say when it comes to Godzilla versus Kong in general, said Kong would win because he's smarter and he has ability to use tools, whereas Godzilla doesn't really use tools. All he uses is his claws, his tail, his atomic breath, and biting, yeah. mostly. So, um, whether or not, I'm, I'm really anxious to see what that will be like in Kong, Godzilla vs. Kong uh, mm-hmm. this time around. But yes, that's one advantage that I definitely give when I think of the matchup is Kong's intelligence and being able to use tools. We see him use a tree and beat the soul crawler, breaking the tree, using like a baseball bat. Oh, yeah. But ultimately, the way he, you know, gets a huge advantage over it, over the skull crawlers, using that um, that ship propeller and chain, which was awesome. Yes, that was definitely... The fight scenes in this movie are a lot better because not only do we see more of that action, mm. we see it during the day. And yeah. one of the big complaints from other people I know um, from Godzilla 2014 was that there's it's too dark and it takes we don't see Godzilla really fight during the day. Yeah. So again, I'm sorry I'm making this kind of a comparison thing, but I can't help it when I'm trying to you know it's part of this the way I review when we're doing the whole universe thing. Yeah. Trust me, I'm probably going to do that when we do the Marvel stuff, too. What are some things you think that um, hurt the movie? I'm not sure. Are we still... Are we done with our positives yet? Or... I think so. Are you sure? Because there is one more positive I'm thinking of. Oh, what is it? That, well, the soundtrack. That, like that they've incorporated a lot of the movie... I know th- these time period movies technically do a lot of that. They'll take music from when that time period was and play it. A lot, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, I guess some people would say exploit it to see like, oh, look, what's right on nostalgia and all yeah. that. But uh, I think I, I really like the song choices in this because I'm a huge fan of the 70s music. Mm-hmm. So uh, the, a lot of the songs really lined up to what was happening in the scene and they all had a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed those. And of course, you had, um, I think the band's name, something Credence. I'm a fan of it, and yet I can't name the bang, the dang band off the top of my head. But yeah, a lot of good music from them, uh, and the soundtrack itself wasn't too bad. But though I think the soundtrack in Godzilla was a bit better. Mm-hmm. There was just you know the actual movie scoring. Yeah. Um, and this movie wasn't as strong, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's after out of all what we've gotten from the MonsterVerse so far, I would rank. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters is number one. Mm-hmm. Godzilla is number two. And then Kong Skull Island is number three. Okay. As far as movie soundtrack scoring goes. Yeah. Are you sure there's no more positives? I'm sure. Are you sure? Um, <laughs> If I come up with more, I'm sorry. We'll have to switch back and forth. <laughs> but yes, let's move on to what hurts the movie section. The, the negatives. So what did you find to be negative? Um, not too many negatives, per se. I kind of wish John Goodman's character would have made it throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Cause just because I love John Goodman. And yeah. I think 
His character is just the most interesting because he reminds me a lot of Brian Cranston's character. He was trying to prove that something's out there, and and it's just so cool that he was actually he experienced what I believe was Godzilla attacking that ship that he was on. He was the only survivor. Yeah, because he you know he was. They were saying about the test in 1954, referencing that, that they were trying to kill something. Yeah. So, again, that, if I had to, you know, that's a personal negative. That really doesn't hurt the film, but that's just me. I just wish God, John Goodman's character would have lived. You could have easily just taken out another one of the soldier guys. Uh, I like some of the soldiers. That's obviously. another good thing, though, too. The minor characters in this, even though we don't, we get to learn, you know, the banter between the soldiers felt genuine. It feels like, you know, from mm-hmm. a lot of those... Vietnam movies, like it seemed like Full Metal Jacket. Yep. It felt like that. That bond between them felt mm-hmm. realistic. Yes. Uh, definitely, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part. I don't... There's not necessarily too many negatives because the scenes didn't, like... They weren't choppy or anything. No, like they the weren't trains. choppy. They didn't drag along too much. Everything pretty much had a purpose. Um, I mean... With a little amount of detail, and this is another good thing about the movie, with a little amount of detail, remember Chapman? Yes. He, he a little, yeah, you know, he's, we, before he, we, they go to the island, he's writing a letter to his son, Billy. Yeah. And they talk about it throughout the whole thing. Dear Billy, and then, you know, make a joke. What, you were looking at Hurricane Thunder. You know what? Let's go straight through it. <laughs> uh, uh, dear Billy, I thought I was going to be at your birthday. I promised you I'd be at your birthday, but I lied to your face. Uh. <laughs> Love dad. And he's like, that's too short. <laughs> but no, it was sad. I felt actually pretty bad when Chapman died because, you know, we had that, just those little bit amount of details surprisingly worked because normally I just wouldn't care. Oh, well, the way he died too. The way he died. It's And the fact that we got to see the skull color cough up his skull was just... And his dog tags. And his dog tags. It was just like, ugh. It was sad. It felt bad. <laughs> so. I'm like, man, that guy had a family, a wife and kid to go back home to, and now he's not going to. Yeah. So even so, that was another th- good thing about the movie was the fact that, with so little detail, was able to make you care about even the minorest of characters. Yeah. Okay, so one thing that I know that kind of bugs me, and this is a real negative, I think. So when when Packard makes you know, gets ready to do the final kill of Kong. Yeah. And Kong wakes up, smashes him. The the biggest skull crawler, the one that's been buried. Mama, Mama skull crawler. I guess you could say Mama skull crawler. The, or is John... Um, yeah, the big one. John C. Oh, no, it's John C. Riley. Oh. John okay. C. Riley, the actor. So the big one's going to come out. The big one came out, and he said, that's the big one. Yeah. Um, what, uh, <laughs> where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Shut up! Don't be mean to me. <laughs> Quit it. Keep going. Anywho, so that big skull crawler had a perfect opportunity to kill Khan. We see, like, they're running away. Uh, Bray Larson's character, Weaver, is taking is getting ready to take pictures of it. Mm. And Kong seems to be down. And what does the skull crawler do to do? It goes after the humans, and we don't see, like, why wouldn't it kill Kong? Why? It had the perfect opportunity. Because they, you... they were moving, and it sensed it or something. Kong's the bigger dinner. What? 
It's like, mm, let me go up to the appetizers first before I have my main course. Well, well, the skull crawlers don't necessarily have eyes from... Yes, they do. ...from what their design shows. Oh, you're not paying attention. Apparently not. Remember what I said? It's kind of like an orca is what the skull crawler's like. For me, like a killer whale. You know those white splotches on the, like, that appear to kind of look like a, the whale's yeah. eyes? It's not. You'll actually see, if you look really carefully, in the black spots close to that spot, you'll see the, the eyes of an orca. Oh. Uh, so, if you were paying attention, yeah. right behind those, what appears to be the skull and the eyes of the skull crawlers, you'll see, like, an eye there. And I've seen it multiple times with each oh. skull crawler. Okay. So you weren't paying attention. Apparently not. I mean, no, it's it's it's. I think it might be a bit of an intimidation thing because you would, or like a tricking of the prey, I guess. Because you're thinking, okay, I see its eyes, but you really don't. Yeah. Kind of thing, but anywho, I just think it's a flaw, and I think I need to go back and actually listen to see if there is a commentary track. Maybe explain. Maybe the director will explain on the commentary track why he didn't have the skull crawler just try to finish off Kong oh. and go after the after the humans. Other than it's in the script, follow the script. But wouldn't it make more sense for my character to just kill Kong? I mean, I'm a skull crawler. I'm hungry. I've been down to the ground. Been dormant. Wouldn't I just eat the big gorilla and then go after the humans? I don't know. I don't know. But that's my biggest thing. Is it had every opportunity. I mean, it basically set itself up to die. Yeah. It's like, I'll deal with you later. What's going to happen? You're going to come after me too yeah. as I come after the humans and then you kill me? Yeah. And yet it also shows its intelligence because we had that one guy who held out the grenades ready to die because he thought it was going to eat him. He's like, wait a minute, something not right here. Let's let's hit him with my tail instead. And then boom. Yeah. Like it knew something. It knew something was off. It's like, you knew something was out there, but yet you didn't kill the big gorilla that's going to kill you. I don't know. That's my biggest complaint. Yeah. It's that that part doesn't make sense to me. Well, I got nothing else, so. Really? You had nothing else that bothered you about the movie? Okay, fair enough. There was one scene that bothered me. It, But it was kind of a good scene, too. But was it? It just, it just creeped me out a little bit. The spider Oh, the spider the spider tree thing? Yes. You say that's a bad thing? Only no, because that's why cre- I said that's why I said it was a creepy scene. I didn't say it was necessarily bad. Okay. So uh, so yeah, that's another good thing about the whole designs for all the other creatures. I you know, it gives that um, feeling for Skull Island. The one knack that I personally would have liked to see more, but I guess it would kind of take away from the story maybe or distract or slow down the mm-hmm. pacing or anything was showing the dinosaurs. Because one of the things that Skull Island is famous for in both the 1933 version and in the remake in 2005 is dinosaurs in there. So we see a skull of a Triceratops, though, in that one scene where they're calling through the the graveyard of Kong's parents. Yeah. Which was another thing I mentioned, and we can save that maybe for commentary track, but in case I forget to, I'll say it right now. We got to see in Godzilla 2014, we got to see the bones of an old Godzilla species. Mm-hmm. And yet, we also got to see uh, Kong and his uh, parents spare uh, the skulls of them. And I thought that's an interesting thing because it's both their kind of origin movie, I guess you could Ish. say. Uh, kind of. It's, you know, it's their first movie in this monster verse. Yeah. So I thought that was a nice little touch to tie things together. 
saying, well, yeah. you know, they're both the last of their kind. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a lot of good build-up to what we're going to get in, in Godzilla vs. Kong. For sure. For sure. Uh, let's see. Um... Uh, looking through the notes here, da 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 da. Um, yeah, there's really nothing else that I could see that we really didn't like about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I just uh, like I said. So I guess we can wrap things up a little sooner than I thought. This one's gonna be shorter than our Godzilla review. It looks like. Looks like it. Um, because, yeah, no, like, like I said, this is a really strong movie. And so I'll kind of sum up the things I think are great. It's just, it does what I want to see out of a Kong movie. I want to see a lot of action in it. I want to see, you know, I want to see Kong fighting. And we got a lot of great action scenes with Kong in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, oh, there was one other thing that did bother me. Um, that be, mostly because of you know me being a Kong fan and being a fan of the original stuff. Yeah. Was that uh, the director didn't want to tell the Beauty and the Beast story, which is good. You don't want to keep repeating everything, but the thing about the Beauty and the Beast story element of Kong is, for me, I can relate a little bit more to Kong. I feel more connected to Kong. This movie around. When I first saw it, I didn't feel a strong connection to Kong. I rooted for him because I love Kong. And, you know, I enjoy, I love his design. I just I just didn't feel that strong, super strong connection this only, time around. The only one I can think of is when um, the two characters... The yeah, the, Tom, the Hiddleston. Photog- Tom yeah. Hiddleston and Weaver... Uh, sorry, I should guess I should um, say they're character names, shouldn't I? Or let's say by the oh, actor's well. name. Well, so the- Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson's character got to interact with Kong. And I liked that scene, too. You know, showing, you know, the eyes telling the story stuff. And that's where I felt the connection to Kong yeah. was a little bit better. And, you know, him saving Weaver from dying, too. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit of a callback to the original because yeah. Kong has a thing for the ladies. Uh, and he has good taste in women. <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I just, I mean, watching it more and more, I still, I get, I've built more of a connection, mm-hmm. but the first time, I just remember the first time watching it, that was one thing that I felt was kind of not as strong as past King Kong movies for me. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, it's going to be so hard, because the, the, they've been saying for Godzilla versus Kong that one's definitely going to win and one's definitely going to lose. I have not seen the trailer, so no Well, spoilers. no, I know. Talking about this, the trailer, I'm talking about stuff I've heard. And it's just going to be so hard for me because I don't want to root against the one for the other because I both I love them both and I hate yeah. that I'm going to have to pick a side, maybe. Well, they they probably had to pick a side, but most people well, are they definitely. Well, side. one thing the, that I think a lot of people criticize about the original King Kong, well, this one was called King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, was that there wasn't a sense of a definitive winner. Yeah. Like, there was all, and there was this huge rumor that um, there were two different cuts of the movie, that, there, that in the Japanese cut, Godzilla beats Kong, and then the U.S. cut, King Kong beats Godzilla. But I'm pretty sure that 
uh, rumor was debunked a long time ago. Okay. That no, it was just Kong gonna always get out of the mm-hmm. um, there. But yeah, I'll be interested to see who will be the definite winner in this upcoming film. For sure. So, but yeah, no, I really liked it. I thought it was a much better movie. Um, all the characters were really enjoyable. There was a lot of great, um, again, great cinematography, breathtaking shots. Does not disappoint. So, uh, let's get to scoring, Crystal. What would you like to rank this movie? Uh, and remember our unique si- scoring system. <laughs> say four and a half long-legged spiders oh. out of five. Oh, well, you and I are going to have the same score, except I'm going to have to pick something different. Uh, Only Steph. I would say it is four and a half out of five uh, <laughs> propeller blades flying through the air. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, now, last time we tried a little game. That game sucked. So yes. we're trying a different game. A fun game that I've seen other people do, uh, and we've actually played it before. It's a lot of fun. So, we are going to play a quick little game called Can You Guess the Name of a Character or a Movie Based on How Badly We Can Describe It or um, Off of a Movie Line. Okay. So, I'm going to hold out my hand. Would you like to be the honor of the first, of like me doing the questions and then you trying to guess sure. the movie? Okay. So, I'm going to have you pick a hand. I've already thought of which hand's going to do what. So, when one hand, if you pick it, we're gonna, I'm going to try to describe the plot of a movie as badly as I can and see if you can guess it. Okay. Or you're going to pick, it's my other hand, or if you pick the other hand, it's going to be, I'm going to try to describe a character as badly as I can and describe a few lines and see if you can guess the character. Okay, um, left. Left. Okay, so we are going with uh, the describing a plot of a movie as badly as I can <laughs> to see if you can guess it. Oh, boy. Uh, I will give you basically four different details. Has to be one I know. Uh, oh, yep, yeah, it has to be one that you know. Uh, four different details about the movie to see if you can guess it. So, eat, so four different clues. Yep. Okay, so... Clue number one. Um, it's an adventurous story of finding somebody. Okay. Do you want to take a guess on that? No. No, you want some more clues. So clue number two. This particular person that they're looking for uh, is captured after he sexually assaulted a boat. I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> okay. Um, they have to travel miles and miles of ocean to get through to find this said character. Uh, one, last one. Okay, the last one, <laughs> the last clue. Uh, this person is a, is a single father and has to travel with a dim-witted... Uh, well, no, I shouldn't say Dan Woman. A very forgetful character and runs into a bunch of cool different characters that might consider be dangerous to them. Hmm. That's a tough one. Jeez. 
If you would like a bonus clue, I can give you that. Please. Uh, the bonus clue will be one of the lines from the movie. Okay. He touched the butt. <gasps> Nemo! Finding Nemo! Finding Nemo, yep. <laughs> I really thought the... the I know, I, I'm really good at describing it plot badly. Apparently. <laughs> I couldn't even get it. So, yes, Finding Nemo was the movie. Uh, we actually do have a little bit of time. Would you like to do one, too? Uh, we have enough time. We're almost up to the point where we have, um, you know, okay. to where I'll, we're, we're I'll, about to... I'll try. Them. Okay. I'll try. All right. So you have to pick a hand. All right. So you're thinking of a character or the movie. Um. Oh, by the way, when we do this, the movie and the character have to be from the same movie, basically. So if you choose the movie, it's got to be the mo- obviously the movie and the plot. Um, or if okay. I end up choosing the character, it has to be from that movie that you would have described the plot for. Okay, which one? I'm going to pick your right hand. Right hand. Okay. Uh, well, I wasn't really... <laughs> it's so bad at this. Well, uh, the practice. plot. Okay, so uh, so I'm going to do the plot again, too. Yeah. Okay. Give me a plot. So someone is chasing someone else um, that doesn't belong in our world. Someone who is chasing somebody that doesn't belong in our world. I need another clue. <laughs> um, there are a lot of rings. A lot of rings. A lot of rings. Like, are we talking physical rings? Like you wear? Uh, not, or, nope, not to. Uh, fudge baskets. Uh, or crap baskets. <laughs> uh, a lot of rings. It's not Green Lantern, because no. there's nothing to that. No. Um, I need another clue. This character is very fast-paced. Oh! Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> very, yay! I win! I tried. Yep. Dang, that was I knew that good. was going to get it away, though. I know. Doesn't belong... No, you're very cryptic in those first two clues. <laughs> Has a lot of rings. That was yeah, dang. That they was, use the ring. Yes, yeah, yep, yep. They lose the rings to get through that. That that was a lot of fun. Now that went a whole lot better than our first attempt of a game. Yes. <gasps> Sorry, we just saw our rabbit go climbing <laughs> up to his house. All right. Well, it is time now to uh, tell everybody where they can find us. So we are available on all platforms of uh, podcasting. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts. Uh, we are available on Anchor, who helps to send out our podcasts through the, distributing to all these platforms. You can chat with us. Give us suggestions. What movies do you want us to review? You know, we would love to have a conversation and include you in the episodes. So, I say uh, you can chat with us on our Facebook page that is the Cinema Chatter Podcast on Facebook. You can hit us up on Twitter, and our Twitter handle is at Cinema Chatter. You can send us an email, even, and our email address is as follows, at chattercinema at gmail.com. So, and next Saturday, we are going to be watching... 
Godzilla, dun, King of the Monsters. Dun, dun, dun. Spoiler alert, it's probably my favorite one out of this whole franchise so far. Until Godzilla vs. Kong comes out. I have a feeling that one might beat it. So, uh, Crystal, uh, did, I, did I cover everything, I think? I believe so. Okay, well, my friends, as, as they say in the film industry, roll credits. Bye. <laughs>